Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. First Samuel chapter 30. First Samuel 30. Tell your neighbor, we are in for a good time. In the name of Jesus. I read from verse 1. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire. And are taking captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city and there it was, born with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinom the Jezreelite, and Abigail the widow of Nebo uh, the Carmelite, had been taken captives. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him because of the souls of the people who were grieved. Every man for his son and his daughter, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Amalek's son, please bring the effort here to me. And Abiathar brought the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake? And he answered, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them. And without doubt, Oh, and without fear, recover all. So David went and the 600 men who were with him and came. I'll leave that. I'll jump to verse 18. So David, verse 17. Then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered all. David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives and nothing, I mean nothing, and nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Now, David found himself in a place where he did not like. Where he never expected at that time to be. David had been troubled for years. Anointed king of Israel. But yet to assume the throne. And threatened by the powers that be. And was running for his dear life. He had to feign madness to get to where he is. And now, having been welcomed and uh, with good hospitality, David felt compelled 
to join in a war with them against his covenant home. He felt compelled, probably intimidated, probably feeling, what would they say? I feel like one good one deserves another. But should it be when they are going against your covenant home? I don't know how he got there. He went with his troop to get there. But guess what? This covenant keeping God will never allow. He will never allow you <laughs> to abuse the covenant. He won't. The Bible says, uh, they that do what with covenant, he said he will corrupt. They will be vulnerable for the devil to spoil. But they that know their God, they remain strong. And how can you with your eyes open face the covenant? And No, you can't. So I was thinking, what was he thinking? Maybe he was just trying to pretend loyalty, but will never actually get to fight. I, I just couldn't see how he will fight. Can I be frank with you? When you deliberately as a covenant child of God, please hear me well, we're in a very dangerous time. When as a covenant child of God, if you deliberately stand against the part of another covenant child of God, what are you doing? You want to make sure that that covenant of God does not make it for whatever reason. Genuinely, she should make it. God is the one behind him or her. And you're saying, I will stop you. Huh? Do you understand? Do you even know who you are? You can't do that. But he is wicked. He did this to me. No, that was in his little glance. You are smarter. You are wiser. And I didn't know I was going to do it. But the commanders of the Philistines said to their king, we can't go to war against his people and he'll be fighting alone. He said, no. He said, no, we can't go. He said, what? He said, send him back. We can't have him behind us. This man is their champion. He will get there and his heart will burn within him and he will turn against us. We can't. So he was sent back. Listen to me. David felt disgraced. It was like his overtures had been turned down. So he went back dejected, having been rejected with his team. And I was just trying to show my loyalty. Loyalty how? Against your covenant home? So he got back to his dismay. His home was burnt down. His wives and all their wives and children taken into slavery. There were not only women and children, there were some men too. We don't know, maybe the old or aged, we don't know. But they said women and children and all that were there were taken away. None was killed. That was an act of God. That's okay, maybe to keep them use them for their purposes, let the men get well, join their army, whatever reason. Then David came, guess what happened, like we read. 
It was like trouble, woe upon woe. Now I've been rejected. I don't know how I'm going to fare facing the future amongst these people. Now he go back and oh, was like, my goodness, what am I going to do? Help me, God, knowing David. Help me, God. Help me, God. Then he saw his faithful loyalty. You've not been betrayed until you've been betrayed by your covenant. Second. They looked at him and said, well, we followed you all this time. He's been from trouble to trouble. Now it's going to affect our wives and our children. No, you're on your own. And if that was all they did, it would have been okay. They picked stone. That means, in those days, firing squad. They were military men. They fight with stones. They fight with javelins and with spears. They began to pick their stones and ready to stone him. That means death. The Bible said, all the men were stressed up. David was greatly stressed up. The men wept until they could not weep again. And now they thought, let's take it out on him. But wait a minute, sir. Take it out on him a thousand times. It will not restore your wife. And that's where vengeful spirit does not produce anything good. It destroys more than you want. Kill him ten thousand times. It will not restore your children. Hmm. Neither will he bring back anything that has been stolen. The Bible said he was greatly distressed. Understandably. Lost everything. Wife, children, means and all. Somebody said, no food, no food supplies. No home to stay. No clothes to wear. No wives, no children. Trouble everywhere. Now, his best men were against him. Now he's no worst enemies. Okay. At that point, David said, I have no man. Somebody said, he must have started writing Psalm 25 at that point. He said, to you, Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh, my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies try. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Let us be ashamed to be treacherously without cause. So he began to write. But I think too that that must have been the time. It was around this time, after this, that he wrote another psalm. You see, when it was after this ordeal that he must have started writing Psalm 40. You saved me. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I cried unto you, O Lord. You inclined your ears unto me. You saved me from a horrible pit, overwhelming, hopeless, and helpless situation. I had nowhere to turn to. You brought me out. Out of the muddy clay, set my feet on the solid ground, established my going. Only God. I'm sure it was around that time he must have written, I think, some threes. He was like, ah. But you, Lord, are my shield, my glory, the liar. See, when you come to the end of the road, 
then it's time to do what David did. And simply put, they said he strengthened himself in the Lord. That was all they said. That strength came from the fellowship of relationship. He knew his God. He did. So what happened? The stones were there. He said, Abiata. At that point, the one that was bending to pick the stone probably stopped that way. The one that has picked the stone probably stopped that way. He's calling on God. They knew what it meant. They stopped. With the stone still there, with the one stooping to pick it, with the other one who's moving close, everybody just. And they were watching. He came around. said, give me the effort. I need to remain alone with God right now. I can be in the midst of a million people. I need a time alone with God. You can be alone with God in the midst of a thousand people, a million people. He says, the kingdom of God tell you is there. He said, don't mind them. It's, there. it's right inside of you. He sought God right there. And the bit of the dialogue we were into, we were let into us, Shall I pursue this army? Shall I? Everything is stolen. Everything is taken. Everything in my life is threatened. Shall I pursue? Shall I still stand and fight? He said, What else would you do? Stand. Fight. Pursue. Because what has been stolen is your right. Is your heritage. They stole it. You didn't steal it. And they only asked two things. Shall I pursue? Shall I overtake? He said, pursue. You will surely overtake. And without doubt. He, said, God, he didn't ask that. God added it to it. Without doubt, you will recover all. I'm here to tell somebody today. Don't you think it's time to get off that of sorrow and despondency. You covenant child of God. Don't think it's time to get up and pursue and show all the lies of the devil. Don't answer to the name God has not called you. Men may say, demons may try, but you are the child of the living God. And it is in the covenant nature that we pursue you say, what do you mean? Oh, remember long before this time when Goliath was a problem for the, to the whole nation and they brought this man, this same David, to the king when he said, I will fight him. You know what the first, you know the way he answered the king? He said, let no man's heart fail him. Your servant will go and fight him. He said, but who are you? He said, I'm the son of your servant Jesse of Bethlehem. I keep my father's flock and the lion and the bear will come and take a kid. He said, I went after them. I pursued them. I caught up with them. I smote them. I wrenched their doors. Brought the keys out of their mouth. It's our nature to pursue and take back. It's just the way we are. That's the covenant. You see, what you are not taught, you don't know. What you don't know, you don't pursue. What do you think Jesus came to do? 
came to save and to rescue all that has been stolen and lost by man. Stolen from man and lost by man. He was saying it in, uh, in the house of God, uh, Zacchaeus. He said, the son of man has come to save the lost. John 10, 10, is the thief that steals. He kills, steals and destroys. I am come that you may have what? Abundance of life. He steals, but my presence signifies abundance. He steals, but when I'm come, abundance. Glory be to God in the highest. It's your month of total recovery. In the name of Jesus. And when you begin to realize this, then the question becomes, no man shall be able to stand against you. All the days of your life. When you know who you are as a covenant child of God, no man. No man, no testimony of the devil can distract you. Glory be to God in the highest. I said, glory be to God in the highest. And that's why he will tell us, be careful for nothing. But by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. What did David do? David told her. No man, no man. And remember, he didn't begin to say, Ah, a true brutal. Talk to God. That's the mistake we make. You mean to sulk over one man or woman that you think has offended you or you've disappointed me? Uh, I think it's time you remind yourself. No man saved you. He used men to preach the gospel to you. He saved you. And he's able to still save you from this situation. So what did he do? He refused to worry. Because he really was sad. He was beginning to worry. He actually cried. But when he saw that everybody was crying for himself, they were not crying. <laughs> and everybody's cry was becoming more and more serious that they would attack anybody. I said, no. And everybody said, you are the one. He said, God, help me. Hallelujah. Talk of the work of salvation. Look at Ephesians. Before, before I will begin to explain to you, give you the conclusion. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. So we have a redemptive heritage. We have blessings of redemption that cannot be questioned. What I'm saying, in fact, is that there are certain things that are your rights in this redemption. <sighs> Revelation chapter 5, verse, verse 11. Let me see, 11 and 12. Yes. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the numbers of them were 10,000, 10 times Thousands of thousands. Go ahead. Sing with a loud voice. Worthy is the Lamb. Who was slain to receive what? And riches. And wisdom. And strength. And honor. And glory. And blessing. Seven plumbers said this is the sevenfold redemptive privileges of the believer. And as we fellowship and share with him, this is what is ours. 
power. He said you will receive power. I've not concluded. I'm still praying. For our next discovery for main topic, he said, go talk power. I've not concluded. I'm still meditating. You will receive power. In other words, you are nothing in the kingdom without power. The day you gave your life to Jesus, power begins to be made available. See, see, some things are clear. The day you give your life, the spirit was given. The day you give your life, you are given a measure of faith. So you are not just given the power, you are given the means of manifesting the power. True. <laughs> We're in a good time. And so when we talk of power, get in the book of Acts. Everything is power, 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 power. When you know what this power means and how to, how to sustain it, we rest this small. Then he says, power and riches. Pastor, be careful, you're talking money. Am I preaching the message of internet? I'm preaching the Bible. Power, riches. Third John 2. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health. Go and write it. Delete from the Bible. The fact that some people are so ignorant and they're making nonsense or they're abusing the privileges of the Bible. Is that why we should, be run, we should run from saying the truth and teaching the truth? No, I beg. Wisdom. He said he himself is made to meet the wisdom of God. Up on 1 Corinthians 1 24, 1 Corinthians 1 30. Honor, strength. Ah, what's, what's, the, what's the work of redemption? He he's saved me from shame. If he saves from shame, what else is left? Honor. I said for your shame, double honor. What about strength? Even the Holy Ghost, your standby, is your strength now. So, you see, all these are there. So, when these are stolen from you, you want to sit down and cry. Pursue! Jesus is Lord. Early in life, I've been made to see and to realize that God deals with people differently. There will be some that will be better than you in some areas. But there will be many that will be looking up to you. In many other areas. So rejoice with those who are making it and those who are struggling help them achieve. You will remain significant in the rest of your life. You will be in constant demand. Oh, glory be to God in the highest. Your progress will never, never, be, never, never diminish. No, it's just the way it is. True. But if you, if you begin to bother yourself about what one does and what one does not do, you have run into problem. So I've learned that early. And so I've learned to tell myself that, look, no man, Tyro, no man owes you anything. God is the father of every one of us. If you don't understand the father of God enough, why don't you go back and say, Holy Ghost, help me. Let me understand this, my father. At least the way this man understands him. The way this woman understands him. Why should I envy anybody? 
So what did he do? He sought God. And action was born out of that. And God even gave my story. He said, shall I pursue? See, faith is never passive. Faith is active. He was asking God, can I pursue? He said, of course you pursue. You will overtake. Then he said, and then you will recover. It's pursuers that recover. But you see, there was a process he went through there. What process was that? He went by asking, how? Matthew 7 says, if you ask, you will get. You know what James says? He says, you don't have because you don't ask. And now you are fighting everybody. Well, you can ask. What's your problem? Is it not the same father? If you seek, you get. If you knock, you have not to you. Hello? For everyone who seeks, who asks, gets, who seeks, who door is open. Or which one of you, when your children will ask for this, you give him something. He's asking for food, they are giving him something. If you are wicked, know how to do good give, give good gifts. How much more your father who is in heaven? That's enough for me to say, oh God, Baba, he will give me. He will give you. Somebody is beginning a recovery today. And it's going to be total in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He says, call on to me and I will answer you. I will answer you. The moment he called, he answered him. And I'll show you greater might, which you don't even know. He said, Shall I post your overtake? He said, You know, overtake, you recover all. Uh-uh. And like I said, that's the pattern of the covenant. How do you mean? Oh, remember when Lord was captured? The, co- the only symbol of covenant we had on earth, Abraham. He went to his own home and called 400 men, and they went after the all conquering armies of three countries together, three nations. He finished them. The Bible said he recovered all. It does not matter which area of your life, your marriage, your health, your wealth, your sustainability, your relationships, your career, your ministry, anything the devil has stolen, he has made a mistake. Somebody shout the blood of Jesus. How did Jesus recover for us? By his blood. He laid down the ultimate. He paid the ultimate sacrifice which the devil can never deny. And when he finished, he said, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly place in Christ Jesus. So if anything is missing, it is stolen. It is stolen. And you can determine or decide today that I'm going to recover all. I refuse to remain where the devil is trying to No, I refuse to recall the name that God has not called me. I refuse to stand in the place where God has not limited me. I am going forward. It says the path of the righteous has a shining light and it shines what? Brighter. Um, okay, he's been bright. Thank God. It's time for brighter. In the name of Jesus. I say glory be to God in the highest. Turn to somebody says, it's my next level. In the name of Jesus. It's the covenant that God has made possible for me through the blood of Jesus. Some will fight you. You know why? Because they will think you are prideful. They will say you haven't come to come to prospect for them. Because you will never have to do that. But you will honor men that God has put in a place of honor. That's the mark of maturity. 
you will respect those that will be respected. Say, give honor to whom it is due. Can I be frank with you? It's humility to honor those who are honored. It's humility to honor those who are placed in place of honor. When you do that, he said, I will honor you. But you will never be a stooge to any man or woman. Glory be to God in the highest. I say, glory be to God in the highest. Hey, uh, hitherto you have not asked me anything. You have not asked anything in my name. Ask, and you shall be given. And your joy will be made what? full. So there are people here today who came with questions. You are looking at this God, God. Can I be frank with you in the name of Jesus? If, you, if, you, if, you, if so far you've understood what we are saying, you are coming back with testimonies. In the name of Jesus, you are coming back with testimonies. Somebody say, why is he so confident? I'm talking of the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary. It will never lose his power. As even in the area of sickness, your recovery will astound your enemies. In the name of Jesus. It's recovery time. Shall we stand up? And remember as you are standing up, you are asking God, which is prayer. You are asking, you are seeking, you are knocking, which is prayer. But the Bible says that you are not even doing it adequately enough. He said, the Holy Ghost will help you. Amen. So, you may be saying, they said I need, uh, uh, they said I need some new liver. I don't know how. And they said that if you don't have that liver, in six months time, the person will die. I don't know how the miracles will happen. I understand you. Listen to me. I understand you. You are a man. But you are a covenant child of God. You say, what are you saying? What I'm saying is this. Hear me well. And across the internet, hear me well. He says, when your understanding fails you, pray in the spirit. When your understanding fails you, pray in the spirit. He that speaketh in tongue speaketh not unto what? But unto God. How? Because his understanding is unfruitful. So that's why you can never find reason. For the answer you are about to get. But you are getting it anyhow. Did you hear me? No, I'm not asking you to pray yet. I'm still explaining. I want you to understand what I'm saying. Your mind may never be able to explain how you can get it. Because it's beyond the mind realm. But the spirit is never intimidated. It says speak in tongues. Pray in the spirit. When your mind is unfruitful, your spirit is charged. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above your mind. You are recovering all. Begin to pray in tongues. Begin to pray in tongues. Begin to pray in tongues. No impossibility in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. The Bible says the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary was not in vain. For too long, the devil has been slapping and slapping and oppressing and we just think it's normal. It's your covenant right and it's your covenant nature to pursue. Everything that God has wrought for you, that the devil has told him, now that he knows you know he's in trouble. 
He says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Is somebody hearing me? And God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that I can ever think or ask. I only, it only has to become a desire. Then I know that is part of what he has wrought for me. Then I can say, devil, you are a liar. You have no business stopping me. Take your hands off in the name of Jesus. You say how? Somebody shout the blood of Jesus. As far as your health is concerned, receive your health in Jesus' name. I say in Jesus' name, receive your health. Receive your health. Receive your peace. Receive your joy in the name of Jesus. Receive your joy. Your joy. Your joy. Your joy. Your peace in the name of Jesus. You are an overcomer. We give God the glory. We give him the honor. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places has been made available to me, to you. Any told of the devil tonight is destroyed in Jesus' name. Mine, as well as yours, is from glory to glory. Ever shining brighter in the name of Jesus. I decree supernatural strength. Supernatural wisdom. Supernatural favor. Supernatural speed. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> God has spoken. Who will stand against it? He says, Therefore, an altar of his word will pass over heaven and earth will pass away. And then the devil is coming. Don't you know that what he tries to do is to just subvert what has been established? He knows this is who you are. That's why he's tempting you there. Stand up and declare the opposite. Straight in the name of Jesus. Pursue! You're in a month of total recovery. In the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus. Say I'm recovering all. Say it again. I'm recovering all. 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 In the name of Jesus. All. All, all, and all, all, in the name of Jesus. All, I'm recovering. All, in the name of Jesus. You see, without doubt. Can I be frank with you? And don't make a mistake. The fact that you are shouting today does not mean you will shout tomorrow. You have to keep at it. The same Peter that said, Thou art the Christ, now to another Never. He caught in the flesh the next minute. That's why you should constantly be in the Word of God. The Bible says, be filled with the Holy Ghost always. Let the word of God dwell richly in you. That's when you're able to resist the devil. He will flee in terror. I know that testimony is here. In the name of Jesus. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.